Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today I'm dipping into the email. In this case, I went on YouTube. By the way, thank you guys for leaving feedback on YouTube. I'm doing my best to get through a lot of those uh, questions you guys have. You guys have a lot of questions, which I really do appreciate. But I found one that's really interesting. I thought I'd share it with you because I think it applies to, you know, whether you're selling B2B or B2C, we often hear this type of objection. This one comes from my man, Corey Holsinger. I think I got that right, Corey Holsinger. Corey writes, I sell firearms at a gun store. What would be a good response to someone who says, I wanna go home and research the product you are selling before I make a decision? Even after you have explained everything imaginable about the gun, how do I get to the close? Victor, how do I get to the close? So again, let me repeat the question. I sell firearms at a gun store. What would be a good response to someone who says, I want to go home and research the product you are selling before I make a decision? Even after you explain everything imaginable about the gun or the product, how do I get to the close? Now, this is an interesting one because we often hear this, right? Uh, especially if you sell to consumers, residential, you always hear, there, you know, I, I need to go do some research before I make a final decision. Well, here's the reality. First of all, they're not probably going to do the research. Majority of people are not going to do the research. You're probably saying, well, Victor, how do you know that? Okay, let's kind of break this up a little bit. If I am looking for a product and I've been looking for a product, I walk into a gun store. In this case, I am walking into a gun store. It's not like I'm walking into a general store. I am walking into a gun store, which means I have the intent of either learning more about guns or buying a gun or maybe even upgrading what I have. So in other words, my intent is pretty clear when I walk through the door. It's almost like, you know, when you buy a luxury watch, you know, if you buy a luxury watch, like let's say an Audemars PK or IWC, some expensive watch that's at least twenty-five dollars to $50,000, when you walk into that store, you didn't walk in there by accident. You walked in there knowing you want to probably look at a watch, maybe find out more about pricing. Again, understand what's available, but in the end, you're interested in that product. Now, will they do the research when they get back home? Maybe, but here's the reality. You didn't convince them. Corey, the problem is there's something in what you said, something in your pitch that really didn't sync up with what the buyer wanted. So let's kind of go through it. Somebody walks into the gun store, and what are they looking for? I think a gun, right? So they're looking for a gun. Do they know what they're looking for or do they not know? So here's one of the things we need to do, Corey. One of the things I would suggest is ask this opening question right at the beginning. Because remember, the objection we're dealing with here is, you know, I need to go home and do some research on the product before making a, a final buying decision, right? So what if you opened up with this question? Write this down. How much research have you done? So let's say the, the buyer, potential buyer approaches the counter and says, hey, you know, I'm looking for this type of, you know, gun, you know, arm, right? And instead of just showing them something right away, like, okay, here's the unit you're looking for, just say, well, tell me a little bit, how much research have you done into what you're looking for? Maybe even ask them what they're going to use for, what they're going to use it for. And I'm sure you asked that question already. The big question is, how much research have you done up to this point? So let's say that they're looking for some type of hunting rifle, right? A hunting rifle. 
Well, ask the question, well, how much research have you done on these types of rifles or rifles in general for hunting? And find out how much they know. Because typically when a buyer says, let me go home and do some research, that's a variation of saying, eh, let me think about it. And so what we need to do is assess how much do they really know? Remember my three-step process in selling. The first step is to empathize with your customer. Figure out what they want, what they're gonna use it for, put yourself in their position, and don't be afraid to ask, how much research have you done? Basically what you're asking is, how much do you know? Now, let me pause here for a second because this is important. When you know more than the client, which you do because you own the gun store, you probably know more than the client, there is something called information asymmetry. Information asymmetry means you know more than they do. And when there is a gap in knowledge between you, the seller, and the buyer, the buyer feels very insecure about their buying decision because they feel like they don't know enough. Now, you're giving them a lot of information. You think you're educating them, but what you're really doing is making them feel very insecure. Pay attention to what I just said. This is really key. That Sometimes you can over-educate a buyer to the point that they become so insecure that they don't want to buy. So what's the trick here? The trick is to figure out, first of all, how much do they know? And then gently educate them up. In other words, give them the necessary information they need to kind of get feel comfortable with making a buying decision. So in other words, if you overload them, you dump on them all kinds of specifications, statistics, data, they're not going to want to buy. They're going to be more confused. So what you need to do is find ways to simplify the education process. So maybe, Corey, one of the things you may be doing wrong, and I say maybe, is that when you're educating the buyer, you're probably giving them too much information. Maybe if you're looking, for example, in this case, rifles, let's kind of hone in by asking key questions, what type of rifle you're looking for. Tell me about the application. Tell me about the use. How often do you go hunting? What are you looking for? What type of game? In other words, and as you're asking those questions, then you can gently begin to say, you know what? Because you're looking at this, let's focus on these type of guns or rifles because this really fits what you're looking for. Here's why. And then explain it very gently. So again, be careful. There's educating and then there's over-educating. Second, again, if you understand where the customer's coming from, how much research they've done, how much they really know, then the second step is what I've just mentioned. Begin to educate them, but in such a gentle way that they get it. The last part, when you start moving towards the close, what I want you to begin doing is narrow down, let's say you got five different rifles on the table, right? What I want you to do is say, you know, based on what I've shown you so far, if you had to look at these five rifles, you know, based on what you've told me, you know, I kind of know what you want, but what do you think? you're looking for. Notice how I'm letting them make a decision. Tell me what you're looking for. If you had to narrow down these to three, which of the five, which of the three out of these five would you choose? The customer may say, you know what? I want, I think these three kind of fall into what I'm looking for. Great. Let's remove the other two. Now we're down to three. So again, and can I ask you why you eliminated the other two? He's going to say, or she's going to say, well, I didn't need this. I didn't need that. Man, that just gives you more information. Now you're down to three. Well, let's talk through this. You said you wanted to use it for this, but you also wanted something convenient. You also wanted something light. So based on that, you know, these two seem to be a better fit. Would you agree? Customer would say, yeah, you're absolutely right. Based on what we've talked about, that is kind of what I want. And then now you're down to two. 
all right, now we're down to two. I said, well, kind of let's look at, you know, what you really want and let's really zoom in now and see what I've done. What I've done is I've gone from a massive amount of guns at the store. I've narrowed it down to hunting rifles. Within those hunting rifles, there could be 20, 40, 50 models, who knows, right? I've narrowed it down to five. I've narrowed it down to three. Now I'm down to two, which means that person's about to make a choice. And what I've done is funnel the buyer. And at the end, if I've done that carefully, if I've empathized with my customer, I understand where they're coming from, I understand why they need it, I then step two, taking the time to educate them, walk them through, make them feel comfortable about what they're about to buy, then by narrowing the choices, step three, I empower them to begin making the decision. Out of these five, which of these three do you think best fit? Out of these three, Let's narrow it down to two, then narrow it down to one. So Corey, what I want you to do is really begin to funnel your customers down to a choice. Maybe at the end, the reason they're saying, let me think about it, or I need to go home and do some research, it's not because they're gonna do research, and it may be simply because they're confused. And if they do go home to do research, it's maybe because you gave them too much information that they feel that they need to run home and do some research. So again, let me summarize. Step number one. Ask them, how much research have you done? Again, empathize with them, figure out what it is they really want. Then step two, educate them. And then step three, start funneling down the options for them, right? Empower them to make a decision by funneling down the options from 50 to 20 to five to three to two and boom, you will get that sale if you follow this process, Corey. Let me know how that works for you and I think you're gonna find it very effective. Anyway, that's it for the Sales Influence Podcast. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, check out my new learning management system called the Sales Mastery Academy. You can locate it at victorantonio.com. Right now, I put up 23 sales training programs for as low as $99. This will not last, folks. So again, I've just launched it. It's a fantastic training course. If you're a manager, you have salespeople, you can actually track their progress through the whole system as they learn. So again, check it out at victorantonio.com. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.